Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Well, if I can have just about five or ten minutes, just real quickly, to we're going to do some things. And let me tell you, guys, up in the in the uh, control room, uh, I'm going to do my points backwards. I'm going to start with five and go back to one. So uh, just follow along with me. How many of you are glad Jesus came? Amen. You know, we're talking today. I want to talk just for a minute. I'm going to read this this the passage from the heart of Christmas. You know, when you understand somebody's heart, you see beyond just what they do. Amen. And, uh, you know, you can know all about God and you can know all the theology about him. Well, he's, you know, he's eternal and he's all-knowing and he's everywhere and he's present and he's powerful. But, you know, we really need to understand his character. And Christmas helps us to understand his character. And the question is, what kind of God is he? Is he a good God? Is he a bad God? Now, you, you know, you answer that question. and You ask a question in this church, you're going to get an answer because people know. But, you know, a lot of people don't know. What kind of God is God? Is he harsh? Is he judgmental? Is he kind? Is he forgiving? Does he care what happens to us? Is he involved in our lives? Uh, what kind of God is he? If he is a person and there is a God, what kind of a God is he? Is he just too busy doing his own thing? And, you know, these are all the questions that we need to ask. And so I'm telling you, Christmas reveals something about who God is. Can I get an amen in the house this morning? Let me read it to you. And where is my grandson, Ty? Is he going to do this? Come up here and help me, buddy. Y'all welcome, Ty. Can you say the part of the Christmas story that you were telling me that you memorized, I think, in school, wasn't it, that they had to do? Can you say that for us? Mm -hmm. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings with great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, which is Christ the Lord. And ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Good job, buddy. Thank you. Amen. Get the word in them early. You know, Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place when Quinarius was governing Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, watching over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, 
Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. They came with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made him widely known made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child and all those who heard it marveled at those things that were told them by the shepherds but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and it was as it was told them somebody say amen to God's word so Christmas reveals God's heart Number five, let me, back, let, let me do it backwards. First of all, and we need to understand this, God is a just God. Now, for some of you, that may sound kind of alarming, but let me explain it to you. The very fact that God had to send his son to rescue us tells us how severe the danger is and the importance of the choices that we make in this life regarding eternity. And let me say it this way. If you don't understand the importance of justice, you'll never get the full impact of grace. You never fully appreciate grace until you understand the need for justice. God would have never allowed the things that were going to be done to his son. He would never have allowed his son to humble himself, to come from heaven, the riches of heaven, the creator of the universe, to humble himself and come in the form of a baby and be laid in a manger in a stable if he had not understood that there had to be a price paid for the sin that you and I committed. Are you with me this morning? He would never let such things be done to his son if there was no judgment and there was no hell. We must understand that if we're fully going to appreciate Christmas and we're fully going to appreciate grace. Can I get an amen? Amen. Christmas reveals the danger we faced, but it also reveals the redemption and the plan of almighty God. This is a good place to give God some Christmas praise in the house right now. And so understanding that also helps us to understand number four, and that is God is compassionate. Tell your neighbor right now, God is compassionate. The good news is, yes, he's a God of justice, but he made a way of escape. He is compassionate. He wants to save people, not judge them. Somebody say amen. We just read it. Drew was all over it this morning. Drew, John three seventeen. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved. How? One way. Not a lot of ways. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Thank God for the way, the truth, and the life. Christmas is God's gift of his son so that we might be saved rather than judged and then could live in heaven with him for eternity. And Christmas morning shows us how deep his love is and how far he will go to love and to rescue you and me. Aren't you glad that he sent a rescue for us on that Christmas morning? Somebody say amen. Amen. Number three, Christmas shows us that God is faithful. I said he's faithful. Has God been faithful to anybody in here over this last year? Has he seen you through some hard times? 
Boy, don't miss next Sunday. I'm going to release. It's going to be New Year's Day next Sunday, and I got a prophetic word stirring in my heart, some things that God has shown me for 2017. Don't miss next Sunday. He is faithful. That means that God says, I'm going to keep my promises no matter how long it takes. I said, no matter how long it takes, God is going to keep his promises to you. Tell your neighbor right now, God's going to keep his promises to you. From the time, listen, listen, and I got I, I to move on, but listen. From the time of Adam, God said, I'm going to turn this thing around. Did you hear what I said? From literally the time that Adam sinned, God said, I am going to turn this thing around. And somebody needs to hear that on this Christmas morning. God's going to turn it around for you. Somebody say, I receive it. From the time of Adam, he promised that he would send a Savior who would rescue us from the curse that we had brought upon ourselves. And those centuries passed before that first Christmas morning when the right moment arrived, guess what? God did exactly what he said he would do. I said, God did exactly what he said he would do. Listen to this in Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between you and the woman. We're talking about the seed of the woman. Christmas is about that seed, the seed of the woman. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Somebody say, God is faithful. Behold a virgin shall be with child. Isaiah prophesied it years before it happened. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son and she will call his name Emmanuel. Glory be to God. Number two, Christmas shows us that God is impartial. Did you hear what I said? He chooses people based on what's in their hearts, not what they possess or what they've accomplished. That means there's hope for us. Anybody in this room messed up at some point in your life besides me? Now, I got to be honest, I've had a few mess ups. But thank God he's there to pick us up when we mess up. He chooses based on what's in our heart, not what we possess or not necessarily according to our pedigree or to our accomplishments. Listen to 1 Samuel 16, 7. For God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the Thank God. Listen to this. Not only that, for God to choose Bethlehem. I mentioned this last week. I don't want, I'm not going to amplify it today, but listen. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But as for you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah. Did you ever feel like you were small and insignificant and left out? And maybe, you know, you're a, maybe you're a, like me, you're a hick from the sticks. But God has a plan. But, you, but for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you, one will go forth for me to be a ruler in Israel. His going forth 
is from long ago, from the days of eternity. I got news for you. I don't, wherever you came from, God's got something good to release in your future. God loves you and he's got a plan for you and he's got a purpose for you and he will bring it to pass. I've got to stand up and say, thank you, Jesus, on that one. Somebody give me some Christmas praise in the house this morning. Somebody stand up and give God some Christmas praise for what he's doing in your life and for what he's going to do. Come on. All right, listen, I tell you what, remain standing with me. This is going to be a record. It's going to be the shortest message Brother Scotty ever preached. So you make note of it today. Glory. Number, number one, and this is the one that we're going to let our children respond with this morning. And that is this, Christmas reveals that God's heart in so many ways, the four that we've just talked about, but let me tell you what else it reveals. It reveals that God is a giver. For God so loved the world, we already said it this morning, but we're going to say it again, that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have ever lasting life. Let me tell you, we're, we're like God when we give. Did you hear what I said? We are like him when we give. And if we don't teach our children to give, we aren't teaching them to be like Jesus. If we don't teach our families to give, we aren't teaching them to be like Jesus. God is a giver. He loves us. He wants to bless. You know, the scripture says the Lord delights to bless. The Lord God, <coughs> excuse me, the Lord God is a sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. Watch this. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I'm about to get into next week's message. I'm about to prophesy some things. So you want to be back next Sunday to hear what God's got to say and release into your life. We're never more like God than when we give. And so Christmas reveals God's heart. Here's what I'd like to do while you remain standing. For our children who brought a gift to give to somebody else today, I want you now to come forward, amen, Angie, if you will, just lead them and let's present our gifts that we're gonna bless somebody else with. Not about, not about them, but about a gift. Look at this. Wow, how, gore, how awesome. Amen, take it right over there, okay? Amen, right over there. Thank y'all so much. Come on, y'all come together. Look at this. This is awesome. They're gonna bless them up. Wow, I'm just getting chill bumps, Angie. I just love it. For all of you, John and Linda, and I'll miss names. I start calling names. Thank all of you who work in our children's department every week. They are crawling up and down the steps. That's all right. It's Christmas. We can do that. This is great. Look at this. Man, I, they still make those gumball machines. I did not know that. I had one of them when I was little, and I'd get my mouth full of that before. Wow. Awesome. This is beautiful. Thank y'all so much. Boy, I tell you, what a, what a delight and, and great blessing it is to see this. 
Hallelujah. Well, amen. While they're finishing up doing that, I want everybody to say with me, God is just. God is compassionate. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God's impartial. And God is a giver. God is a lover. God is a father. He loves me. He's a good God. He's a good, good father. I'm loved by him. Thank you, Lord, for loving me and sending Jesus. Amen. Now give him praise in the house this Christmas morning. Yeah. All right, here's what I want us to do as you remain standing. We have a team getting ready to leave for Honduras this week. How many of you remember all of those Christmas packages that we got ready to take to Honduras? We have a team that's going to deliver them in person on your behalf. What a difference makers you are. Team, if you're here, those of you that are in the team that are going, come up here. We want to pray over you. When are y'all leaving? Wednesday. You're leaving. They're leaving Wednesday, taking their holiday. Y'all come on right now. They're taking their holiday time and sacrificing it to go and, and say, hey, God loves you and Life Church loves you. And for all of you who made those Christmas packs, how many did we end up having? 1,800, something like that? How, I can't remember. Somebody help me. 1,798. Boy, if I'd known that, we'd have come up with two more somewhere. I like, I like when, I'm go, when I go to the gas station to get gas, I've got to squeeze it in there till it gets to that even number. It's something about, I don't know what that says about me. I, don't tell, don't psychoanalyze me. All right, I, I'd have done something to make sure we got that 1,800. But anyway, let's just round it up and call 1,800. Okay, we, we, you, you guys will get, get 1,800 out of it. But we thank God for all of you that gave in order to take 1,800 presents to these children. And you, if you've seen the videos in this house, it is seared. I, I, when I see their faces light up and I see the tears and I see them hold those packages, some of them having a Christmas present for the first time in their life, it, there's just nothing in the world like it. So elders, pastors, if you would come gather in behind them, amen. Y'all squeeze on up here as much as you can and we're gonna pray for God's protection, blessing, safety, anointing, and just for you guys to have the time of your life. And I tell you, who's going to be changed more than those kids who are getting them? And that, that is those of you who are going. And us, as we are able to see when you get back. Father, now in Jesus' name, we rejoice and we say thank you. Thank you for the gift of giving. Our God is a giver. You love, Lord, and so therefore we can't help it. We have to love. We send forth our precious family, Lord, the best of the best. This is our church. This is our family. This is who we are. This is what we stand for. And today, in Jesus' name, now we send forth these great representatives to go forth and to say, hey, kids of Honduras, people here, God loves you. And Jesus loves you. Jesus came because he loves you. We bless them, Lord, and we say as they go, they are anointed. The call of God is on them. God has chosen them and assigned them for such a time as this. Thank you for the life-changing impact that is, they're going to have on the kids, the adults, the families, the villages where they go. 
but also on them. We thank you, Lord, for smooth trip. Thank you, Lord, for putting together all the pieces of the puzzle. We thank you, Lord, that the food they eat is going to be blessed. God, that it's not going to hurt them. Lord, they're going to digest it well. And, and God, all the things that are necessary to take, take a part of this trip uh, to be successful are going to work together, Father. They're going to be blessed and protected, watched over. Angels of the Lord, go and watch over them on the plane, on the ground, as they travel, where they stay. Every aspect in Jesus' name cause great favor to be upon them, Lord, and then bring them back glowing, gloriously changed with the impact of being like the Father God, being a giver. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you now, and we commission these in Jesus' name. Thank you. There'll be no strife. Father, there'll be peace. There'll be, there'll be just a, a, a team unity, Lord, that they are just one, that they are there to do and serve and to be a blessing, Father. We release them now and we send them forth with your mighty hand upon them. Bring them back with a glowing report, the report of the Lord. We love you. We praise you. We bless you. And we honor you today now for these as we send them forth in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said. Amen. Give God praise. Remain standing one more moment. We're almost through. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Anybody in this place today who would say, Brother Scotty, I'm not sure of my relationship with Jesus. I know he's a God of justice, but I need to accept his grace today. Jesus paid for it so that I don't have to. And what a great day to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Christmas morning. If you're in this house and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, would you just wave at me right now and say, I want to be sure that I know Jesus. Keep your hand lifted up. Keep it lifted. Anybody who would say, I want to know for sure that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Anybody else? Yes. All right. While your hands are lifted, let's all church pray this prayer together. Together, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus, I make him on this Christmas morning the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. You died for my sin and you rose again. I confess you are Lord and I make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for your blood. Thank you. This day, I am your son, your daughter, adopted in to the family of God because of Jesus. I receive you as the Lord of my life this Christmas day in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Now give God praise for that. If you prayed that prayer, if you lifted your hand, I want you to see Robbie right here. Robbie, hold your hand up. Robbie or Ryan. Ryan's got his lap loaded down with grandbabies right now, but that's all right. They're right there on the front row. See one of them before you leave today. Make sure we get some information about you. Make sure you have some personal contact with somebody in this church. Amen. Look at this, y'all. It's a Christmas. You know, last week I preached about Christmas miracles. By the way, I had some testimonies come in. We had some Christmas miracles that took place, family Christmas miracles, financial Christmas miracles, and we're believing for physical Christmas miracles as well.
But just to show you that God is a God of Christmas miracles, it is one minute to 11 o'clock and Brother Scotty is finished. I think a great way to close it out this morning would be to say this. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. We've seen it today. And we thank you for it. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.